Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 9 of the Socially Supportive podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. And brought to you by Morningbrook Digital. Whether you need help setting up your social care team or redesigning it, they can help. Email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com for more details. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Tech Tuesday. This is our second Tech Tuesday already. Can you believe it? I know I can't. If you are listening live, we are into Tuesday, September the 12th. There's a conference going on today, Mobile World Congress in San Francisco. It's happening September 12th through September the 14th. Maybe you're there. If you're there, hopefully you're coming back and listening to this episode later. So today's guest actually comes to us from a company who is going to be at that conference. So hopefully you can go on if you're there and stop by their booth. Today's inspiration comes to us from Luca Deladora, who says, chatbots are the new websites and messaging platforms are the new browsers. And the book of the day is The Effortless Experience, Conquering the New Battleground for Customer Loyalty by Rick DeLisi and Matthew Dixon. And remember, you can find links to all the books mentioned on the show at sociallysupportive.com slash resources with links that take you directly to Amazon. And stick around because at the end of the show, we'll talk about any announcements that we have. But for now, let's talk about today's topic beyond chatbots. So here with us to talk about beyond chatbots is the current senior solutions consultant at Jakarta. They have digital customer experience, including visual IVR, virtual assistants, and so much more. Michael and I go way back because... He and I have worked together throughout the years talking about social media, customer support, all things technical around that. So let me introduce you. If you were listening to Tech Tuesday last week, you've been introduced to him before. This is Michael Haston. Michael, how are you this morning? Doing well, Frankie. Thank you for having me back. Oh, I'm so glad to have you back. You and I have swapped ideas so many times over all things um, social media, customer care, technology, and you've always been a wealth of information to me. I know you've got a long background in IVR, chat, social, pretty much everything that's digital customer interaction. Uh, Is there anything that I didn't mention that I should have mentioned about your background? No, I think you I think you covered it pretty well, and I think my the, the time that I spent uh, managing social um, social platforms and and, and chat uh, support organizations uh, prepares me at Chicada to to move into something a little a little newer and, and, and different in the world of chatbots and virtual assistants. Yes, and and what we know is that in the beginning, and I say in the beginning, back in maybe two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. 
it seems like everything was very channelized where the IVR was its own animal and you had responsibility for the IVR at Earthlink uh, for what, eight years or something. So the IVR was its own thing and then chat was its own thing and then self-service on the web was its own thing. When social customer care came around, that was its own thing. And I think what we're seeing now and maybe chatbots have sort of caused this to move forward faster is we're understanding that it's all digital interaction. And so it's now starting to morph together. And when we talk about chatbots and things like that, it doesn't just stay in one channel, your chatbot can go over text, or it can be delivered many ways. So why don't we get into today's topic? Um, because you've got some information for us about something that, you know, kind of even goes a little beyond chatbots. Tell us a little bit about it. Right. So, you know, the first the first point I want to make, and I, I think this is a, a, a key point in customer care today, is really customers have, have various preferences, and this may depend on just what they like. It may depend on their demographic or their age or, or, or many other different factors. But but, but companies, I, th I think, need to do a good job of engaging customers where, where they are, where they want to be. Um, so I wanted to start out with a few stats that I think might be interesting to the group uh, of, of listeners here in terms of where, where customers are today. How they're how they how they're spending their time and using their technology, and, and some of these were eye-opening to me. So this one from Nielsen uh, says that on average, Americans exchange twice as many texts as they do phone calls. And then looking into newer generations, and I think this is something that, that's that's certainly uh, pertinent to the the, the chatbot or virtual assistant market is the average millennial exchanges an average of 67 text messages per day. Wow. And then a couple of others, I think, that, that, that demonstrate com you know, comparing texting to phone calls. 43% of smartphone owners use their phone to make calls, but over 70% use text. And I think what's interesting about that, and I, I, I don't think that we can know based on the information that we have, but the thing that's really interesting about that is if you take a slice of the population of cell phone users with all of the demographics, and you've got percentages that are that high across across the board, what that means is that some people aren't doing it at all. And some people are doing it a whole lot more than is represented in here. So the number of people that are texting and the number of texts that are being sent is just growing so fast. It's huge. And, and that's just, and you know, those stats were just uh, to SMS. So you've got Facebook you know, messaging apps that are growing more and more popular, like Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. That, that each have about 1.2 billion users worldwide. So the, 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 you know, the market for SMS in terms of usage and messaging apps is just huge. Oh, that's crazy. So what does that mean for us? So that certainly tells you uh, a little bit about how you know, Americans and, and, and people worldwide, how, how they're spending their time, how they're using their, their smartphones and their technology and what they're doing. So you know, going back to engaging customers where they are, you know, the concept of a chatbot or a virtual assistant, it, 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 just like you said earlier, enables you to leverage multiple channels. So it could be SMS, could be a messaging application, it could be something uh, on the web. Um, but without having to go out and rebuild a chatbot multiple times, once you've built the, the infrastructure, you don't really have to materially change it to roll it out across multiple platforms like that so that you can really meet customers where they are and provide, you know, going back to what, what are some of the benefits, a, a conversational, you know, natural, 
experience very similar to way to the way people are interacting these days. Something, you know, again tying back to the book of the day, the effortless experience is it's an experience that's low in effort. You know, a chatbot or virtual assistant is is always open. There's never a wait time. Uh, and then some some of the business uh, benefits you can free up your live agents. You know, some of your most precious resources for more complex uh, contacts or, or issues or, or things that need more more empathy than than what a computer can provide. It also enables you to extend the investments that you've already made. So from a business standpoint, if you've already invested in a social platform, if you've already invested in chat, knowledge base, and other digital, um, you know, digital resources, the chatbot can help direct people to those properties accordingly and help you, uh, you know, increase the investment or the benefit of the investment that you've already made. And there has been a lot of discussion in the digital communications, digital customer experience realm lately. Um, you know, the, the first thing people say is, what kind of experience are you going to have and how will you shift from how will you shift from bot to agent and back again? And then, um, you know, will bots take over and there won't be any agents anymore? And what kind of experience will that be? But I think what we've all sort of gradually started to understand is that you have to be careful about what you use a chat bot for. And when you're careful about what you use a chat bot for, you sort of start slowly and figure out what are the particular process flows in your situation, in your organization that would be best to start trying something that I, I look at it. And I always tell people if it's a question that somebody reaches out to you that they could really probably find on your website, they could find the answer to that's probably a great place to start with a very simple interaction to test the waters and find out whether that works well for your organization or not. And I don't think that that's too redundant because if I'm, you know, traveling, if I'm on the way to the airport, and you know, I've used this example on a show before where I don't know how, if my bag is overweight, and I don't know what the weight limit for heavy bags is. So I'm texting from the Uber, or Facebooking or something, I'm tweeting to Delta and I go, Hey, um, what's the weight limit for my bag, I could find that on their website. But it's maybe easier for from the Uber for me to just tweet somebody and get the answer back. So these are the types of things where we can take out those boring, tedious, mundane tasks that have to be performed by the agents where honestly, if you've ever been an agent on the phone or on social, I have and people ask you the how heavy is my bag, you really get bored with answering that question. So what we're doing is we're essentially taking the easy tasks away from the agent and making more time creating space for the agent to answer the more difficult questions, making less of a wait time or a queue, regardless of whether you're on the phone or answering in a digital channels. I think that's great what you said. One thing that was interesting that you said is one of the barriers to entry that I hear about when I talk to colleagues or clients is that there's a cost barrier to getting into delivering service through a chatbot. You've got to sort of have deep pockets to get into this. And then there is also a concern that you can't you know, once you create this material, that that's all it's going to be used for, and it can't be multi-purposed. But you just said something that was very interesting that I haven't heard before, which is you can reuse the different material that you make for the chatbot, the different processes. 
Can you say more about that? Right. And so that gets into a little bit about how, how our company, Jakarta, approaches um, approaches chatbots. And, and so w- one of the concepts that, that we realized is that it, it looks like the industry is trending towards a point where natural language processing and, and, and even the AI, uh, artificial intelligence or AI portion of these of these, um, you know, chatbots or virtual assistant, you know, applications. The, you know, the, the NLP portion appears to be trending towards uh, a commodity status. You've got some really large companies with deep pockets out there: Google, uh, IBM, uh, Amazon. Um, you know, being you know some of the say top five or so that that have invested so heavily. Does it make sense for smaller technology players out there to kind of try to reinvent the wheel when you've got accessible NLP and AI technology that's already out there. And so what, what Jakarta decided was to leverage one of those leading platforms that's, that's, that's already out there. And so, so what we do is we, we, we actually use Google's. Um, now, the, the, the plan is to also be agnostic. So if somebody else wanted to use uh, Amazon, we could connect that too. But you know, essentially, you, you have a part of the platform that handles understanding what, what the customer's intent is. So what are they trying to ask? What are they trying to say to the bot itself? And then and then perhaps you know, capture you know, some required parameters and things that need to get fed, fed into the back end of the platform. So that's the, the front end conversational piece. And the back end is uh, the actual scripting tool that, that Jakarta provides or that you know what, what another provider might provide as well. And, and that's where the actual transactions take place. So you know with the title of today's talk being beyond beyond chatbots, I mean you know, chatbots aren't just a, a little search technology that refers you to a, to a knowledge base article or to an FAQ. Um, you know they can actually perform transactions, whether that be to you know pay a bill or, uh, you know, pull up someone's uh, insurance card so they could save it uh, for future use. Uh, pull up their health benefits, or uh, you know, even you know, troubleshoot telco type things. Uh, you know, tra- actual transactions can be made uh, over chatbots, and so what, what what our platform does is allow you to, to leverage one single scripting platform for multiple, uh, you know, not just different um, you know, messaging uh, platforms that can be done without materially, you know, having to recreate, you know, one bot for each platforms. The logic is all the same. So you could roll out a bot to SMS, to Facebook Messenger, to WhatsApp, to the web, and it's really the same technology sitting behind there. Um, but you can also leverage the same scripting tool for visual IVR, for live agent scripting. So in, in terms of trying to extend someone's investment and provide more value over different channels, you know, there's ways to take advantage of some of the some of the work being done by, uh, on the back end of the conversation to, to be able to reuse it over and over. I think that is tremendously valuable to companies because when you think about the cost of rework and, and the fact that you've done work in the past and you've got to pay somebody then to do that same exact work over again to basically copy and paste it into a different location, there's a lot of time spent doing that. And and I know that to be true, because having work, you know, in the communication section and process building section of a large company here in the US, Cox Communications, I know that I personally have spent time moving content from one system to another system to be used in one way versus another way. And historically, that's, that's been, you know, a career for some people, right, they spend their whole career sometimes moving in data, moving words from one location to another. So this could potentially be very cost saving for folks 
once they understand that it can be done and that once you make your content, you can really just feed it out through different places. And then you've got consistency of message on all of the sides of the message, which is fantastic. Right. And, and then in those, those cases where, say, the bot isn't able to self-serve or it, it, it understands, I don't know the answer to this, you seamlessly hand off the conversation to an agent, whether that be, you know, if it's on the messaging platform, I know, you know, tying back to the social audience here, uh, many times uh, social tools are used and social uh, social teams are used to work live conversations on Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and messaging platforms like that. So, you know, you're able to seamlessly hand off the conversation to a live agent. Same thing uh, over the web, you know, maybe you go to a live chat agent. So these, these technologies are able to seamlessly plug in uh, to whether it be, uh, you know, a social platform for messaging or, or perhaps a chat platform for those uh, virtual assistant or chatbot conversations taking place on the web, uh, pass off the conversation to a live agent where that's, where that's needed, and also pass the full context of the conversation so far. Anything that's taken place you know, with, with the, the, the chatbot, that context will be passed to the agent in a screen pop so the agent gets, gets some understanding of what's taken place so far. Uh, so they don't have to start over from scratch. They realize, you know, what 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 what's happened and where they need to pick up the conversation. So so you're you're effectively even for those conversations that you may not be completely self-serving, you could be shortening. Um, and, and and like you said earlier, kind of providing the agents with more intellectually stimulating issues to to work with customers on and 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 resolve and 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 I think as a result perhaps help with agent tenure as well. I think we could talk about this for so much longer because there's a lot more that people want to understand. Some companies like you said the giant the giant companies, the global companies, some of them are are getting deeper into AI and chatbots and and some of all of this, but some of the other companies, bigger companies than you think are just they haven't gone here yet. So I think that we definitely have a lot more that we want to say on another episode about this sort of technology and how to maybe we can even help folks understand how to plan for uh, some of this. But Michael, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about Jakarta's technology and what is possible and what you guys are working on. I think it's fantastic. Where can people go to find out more about what you're doing and how to get in contact with your company? Sure. So our website is jacada.com. That's J-A-C-A-D-A.com. And then as, as you know, Frank, as you, as you mentioned earlier, if you happen to be at Mobile World Congress, uh, check us out and come by our booth at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. And the website for that event is mwcamericas.com. Wonderful. Hey, and if you guys are out there, if you happen to be listening to this live on uh well, not live because it's a podcast, but if you're listening to us on release day, which is Tuesday the 12th, snap a picture and email it to me or tweet it out with hashtag socially supportive and hashtag Jakarta. We'll figure out how to get you on a website or something. We'll, we'll show your picture that you're uh, at the event and that you're at the booth that Jakarta's got there at the Mobile World, World Congress. Michael, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And I am sure that we will have you back on the show again. Thank you, Frankie. I enjoyed it. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.